Pickaxe. Howdy, everybody. I'm Jason. And I'm Brianna. And today's episode is brought to you by Patreon. Thank you, everybody, on uh, patreon.com slash D-A-N-D-R for supporting the show, for helping us out. We got a lot of great new content thanks to surveys we've been taking. Uh, yep. There's a description for the survey. There's a link in the description of this episode. It's on Facebook, Twitter, and our website, dandrpodcast.com, on the forums. Yep. Um, it would really help us out if you guys filled that out. It's great for the show. We've already come up with so many cool ideas for both the Patreon and the actual show because of them. So thank you so much for filling this out. Thank you for checking out our Patreon, and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Yep. Thanks, guys. <clears throat> Let's do that thing where we go around the table and introduce ourselves. I'm Jason on the Dungeon Master. Going around the table, start with Kelsey. Hey, I'm Kelsey, and I play Arya Lathea, Drow Scion. Mm, Michael. Hey, I am Michael. I play Amvin, the note taker. And Robert. Hey, I'm Rob. I play Malchus Grimness, Tiefling Warlock. And Rachel. Hey, I play Tavine Brightheart, Minotaur Shaman. Guys, last time of the show, you left the Overwatch to head toward Esterholt. Actually, it was a a fairly smooth trip. It took you a little while. If memory serves, you are kind of descending from the mountains and and you're you're riding into Esterholt uh, on the sixteenth. So, what is the first thing you'd you'd like to do getting into the city? Because actually, who's been to Esterholt here before? I know Malchus has. Tavine has. Theo has, right? Theo has. (laughs) If you guys remember, after after having a chat with the lovely Drow in Fairbay, you guys you guys would have rode through, and that's pretty much when the group split up. Arya has not been to Festerholt. Okay. Has Anne been? Nope. I basically lived in that floating city. Nice. We're both foreigners here. High five. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's the thing. Even if you have been to the city, uh, you might want to do me a favor and roll a bit of a streetwise check for me, because few things have changed. Okay. I'm so good at I'm that. I'm so good at these. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> this, wow. This, oh, yeah! Okay. Natural wow. one. <laughs> Theo needs to roll. Theo needs to roll. Theo, yeah, his streetwise is through the roof. Okay. Maybe he'll crit. He, he might. he's the only one that knows anything okay (laughs) oh wow okay well (laughs) theo got the highest street streetwise roll uh for everybody at home that shouldn't have happened but it did (laughs) oh what's the date again hmm what's the date 16th as of now okay it does have a higher modifier than either aria or tavine so i mean (laughs) well he grew up in brightport well partially grew up in brightport Ah, uh, so, okay. There's a lot of stuff. So, in the last two, three weeks, a lot of stuff has been changing in the city of Esterholt. Uh, there was a bit... For Esterholt, it was a bit of a crime uprising. Um, there were sort of warring factions and, and, and stuff like that. Seraph was actually leading the charge after a while. Uh, there was a guy named Cecil, uh, Cecil Flowers, who died... There was a faction called the Grey Cloaks. Uh, the, all that's pretty much done as of now. Even Seraph's been dealt with, kind of driven out of the city. That's that's all done. Uh, after, and no one's questioned him about this publicly, but a lot of people suspect Seraph of murdering the previous mayor. <laughs> after that, a new mayor was appointed in Jadzia Grimness Grace. 
On top of that, they have had multiple attacks from dragons. They had a lot of rebuilding to do, and the the whole city's kind of in a in a state of in a state of flux right now. So there's there's a lot of people kind of banging on the mayor's door. She had an open door policy, and once word got out that anyone can pretty much walk up to the mayor's office and and not walk right in, but knock and and be seen, there was a lot of people requesting aid and assistance and. Even the smallest problems were kind of brought to her door, so it's 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 been a mess. Boy, a lot of stuff. Theo actually grew up here for the first part of his life, um, so he would sort of know the lay of the land a bit. Uh, all the recent stuff, obviously, is is new to him too. Uh, there's new shops opening up. There's there's new people moving in. Um, it's uh, kind of being pitched as a a really friendly place for everyone no specific race is is welcome more than anyone else it's 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 starting to gain a reputation for that that's kind of like the new the new ad campaign for the city type of thing so what is the first thing you guys would like to do what time is it this would be i'd say i'd say afternoon almost heading into evening almost probably should try to find somewhere to rest for the night to get that squared away at least before trying to find out do we want to, like, get on the waiting list for the mayor tomorrow, maybe, before we uh, oh, do that? I apologize. Uh, that would be something there th- through the uh, streetwise check. Your letter did get here and everything's being set up, but there won't be an official meeting to the 20th because your mom will not be arriving until then. Um, so we have, have days, days to kill. Yep. Did someone um, tell us that info? Like, did they kick? Yeah, like, so that would be or something. Or? Yeah, I would imagine part of the streetwise check is just like asking around and then probably checking in with the mayor's office because that would probably be your first stop almost. So, uh, yeah, it, it, all of that would have just been relayed to you. I figure over you know an hour or two, you guys just sort of gathering information is like taking the pulse of the city type thing. Mm. Now, there's a couple of days. Okay, there's a couple of ways we could do this. We could we can. We can kind of just simulate the next few days and whatever you guys might be doing and do it out, or we could roleplay the whole thing. It's up to you. Um, I'd like well, to awkwardly roleplay the brothel visit. <laughs> Why are we going to a brothel? <laughs> I know there's questions for Malchus that we said we would unpack later when we had the time. Ooh. Yeah, that's probably the only thing. Like questions from the party to Malchus? Well, we took that tour, and then we're like, oh, well, we should probably get on the road. And we'll unpack all these questions we have for Malchus about everything. Oh, yeah. And we're like, oh, we'll, we'll discuss it later on the road, or we had time, and now we've got time. Well, yeah, if you want to go there. Um, we should probably get a room first or something so we have a place to be. Yeah. Um, also, so if I were to, like, rack my brain a little bit here, is there anything productive we could do with three days to kill? I know we discussed training Theo, or at least trying to find somebody there helping with his armor or uh, practice out. Yeah, already got armor help. Yep, that was in Overwatch. But practice while wearing his armor now, like to to feel it out and make sure he's not, you know. Oh, that could totally be something you do over the next few days. Just just get him comfortable moving around in it and already I, we've kind of eliminated the problem of like it being too heavy for him to stand up on his own and stuff like that it isn't it isn't nearly as cumbersome as it used to be we avoided the the dragon situation going on further south right like that's yes. okay so that's off our radar let's go back yeah. and get it 
<laughs> not the not the city though just to be clear like that is a major concern in the city of Esterol because again not only did Strahd fly overhead land just outside the city and start flicking ballistas that were caught in its uh in its body just into the city just de- demolishing houses but then they were attacked by smaller dragons after the fact uh, about a week later so th- there's a bit of dragon phobia here in uh, in Esterholt. Did those dragons just like follow Strahd away after that? Or is there a lot of them? Here's the thing. So Strahd came in and uh, the, the paladins of Kord rode south to Odyssea to take care of that. And the timeline pretty much goes shortly after that. Uh, there was a lot more dragon activity in the area. Um, and this is, this is well after him dying. Uh, and, they uh, were a hell of a lot smaller, attacked the city, and were, were dealt with. They were killed, for the most part. Uh, and there's been uh, minor dragon activity outside the city in the mountains, mostly. Every once in a while, there'll be one that lands on a path, though, like a, like a major road, which is mm. new and exciting for people. Okay. Well, I guess we can kind of keep our ears open and just, you know, if there is danger in the intervening time, we can help the city. Mm-hmm. Certainly. Uh, make a case that we're productive members of society. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can get behind the whole checking into an end thing that people were interested in. Sure. Nothing else comes to mind right now, so... Sounds good to me. Agreed. Alright. There's a lovely and affordable place. It's got a great reputation in the city called Dorick's House. <laughs> it's this cute little B&B. Uh, it's, 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 it's lovely. The whole thing is run by uh, Dorick Olsis. And again, very reasonable prices. Like it's it's another one of those places, something like an Aubrey, where it, it's just this quaint little, quaint little house, and um, they only have a few rooms. But that that would probably be like a nice full service thing. You'd basically have the place to yourself. Now the other option is you could stay in a bigger inn, but yeah, you can get your armor clean, you can get all that done, and yeah. I vote for that. Yeah. That sounds fun. Have the whole place to ourselves. Yeah, besides we want to keep a low profile anyway. That's yeah. a good way to do it. Yeah, you're not staying with anybody else, so it's, yeah. So, yeah. Do they we... have accommodations for a minotaur? Uh, <laughs> few do. Not the stable out back, a room. Well, okay. The room, <laughs> yes. So they'd have, like, the equivalent of, like, a nice queen-size bed, and you can kind of, like, you might have to, like, scrunch a little, or your feet or your hooves might hang off. Um... But still, still pretty comfy. Bathing is always tricky, but they do have, uh, they do have like a, like a tall, like shower type of thing where they just sort of pour bucket water over top of. <laughs> so it's not, it's not the comfiness of a tub. I don't know if they have a tub big enough, but. Yeah, we got a few days to find one. So. Yeah. We need to make one and then keep it on the carriage. <laughs> oh, oh, it'll be like a hot tub limo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's right. We just, no, we just like tack on a caboose to the carriage. And, there we go. And have that it's actually there. the tub. We just remove the wheels before we use it so we don't roll away. <laughs> Let's and make it, it more cumbersome. It's great. <laughs> we should see about upgrading our carriage while we're here. That's, that's season two. Luxury carriage. <laughs> it's Pimp My Carriage Theory Edition. That's, that's what we're doing. Uh, we'll put the mounted guns on the side, and then <laughs> we'll invent the mounted guns first, and then we'll... yes. 
Love so, it. okay, we're going to we're going to check you in and get everything ready. And I, I assume you just tell him that you're, you're staying for at least a few days. You don't exactly know how long, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. OK, so we got you guys checked in. You guys, you, you said you wanted to talk. Yeah, I would say. Well, you say it's like evening. So it's like dinner time. Yeah, somewhere point? in there. I'd say it's it's about time to grab a bite. Sun will be setting soon, and yeah. I mean, we can just eat at the our new house mm-hmm. that we're crashing. Maybe go ahead and like we'll all get dinner, and while we're sitting around the dinner table. Yes, sounds good to me. <laughs> it's like nobody's arguing, so I'm guessing that's fine. Because <laughs> we're thinking with our stomachs. <laughs> so as I guess we're like sitting down to dinner, so I t- how noticeably like different is like Theo's arm right now like as far as like the noises that it makes when he moves and stuff because it was a thing before well okay it's still bulky armor like it's still like he's still trying to be the tank right he's still trying mm-hmm. to to be up front and everything so it's it's still bulky it's still probably larger than what he should be wearing but compared to compared to basically he was wearing an old like refrigerator as like one of those big boxy refrigerators with a latch and his head popped out and there were arms wiggling. But that's it. That's basically what he was wearing before. This is so sexy and streamlined compared to that. Um, but yeah, it still makes noise. Still still a little bit cumbersome compared to like wearing leather armor or something like that. But but yeah, it's 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 a lot better than it was. Awesome. Well, I guess as everyone's like sitting down, I guess, very kind of nice. So how's the new armor feel? Um, it's, it's nicer. It's, it's lighter. That's for sure. I don't, I don't break out into such a, like, a sweat when I move. <laughs> well, it, uh, certainly sounds better. <laughs> and it, uh, looks good on you. Hmm. <laughs> okay. I don't know what that role is for, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, Theo, okay, Theo's going to very perceptively, like, blush. <laughs> uh, he's, he's very, like, it's like, oh, thank you, that type of thing. Just very, like, very rosy-cheeked. Uh, that's, that's how he's gonna, yeah, he's I gonna take like that Ari- as a compliment. Good, okay, yeah. I feel like Arya probably wouldn't pick up on that and just go back to start eating and stuff, so. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Anyone else wants to say something? That'd be great. <laughs> I feel really awkward right now. <laughs> so is, is he still in the armor, or did he take it off? For he's kind okay. of always in the armor, that, and it's that's it, what I assumed. Yeah, it's it's I, I I think he's just sort of used to the other armor being so cumbersome to put on and take off that it's like you know what, just leave it on. It's just easier. Um, but yeah, it, it's one of those things he's gonna have to retrain himself to like. Oh, <laughs> I could put this put this on pretty easily, so I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> so Envin would look over at Theo and be like, "Well, look good in that armor. It's good. Uh, I'm sure, it'll be coming handy in the future." How are you feeling overall? Um, I'm I'm fine. I mean, you know, all, all things considered, uh, it's it's been a nicer few days. Like quiet. Definitely, I got a lot of uh, notes in during this ride. It was strangely quiet and calm for. Area. What are you taking notes on? Uh, for my uh, for my thesis, for my for my book, so I can get in to be an archmage. Well, it's about. Oh, sorry, go on. No. 
I think you'd be more confused by that as an explanation. <laughs> you have to do a book report? <laughs> uh, in a way. Uh, in a sense, just because you go to school there and learn all about magic and you may learn all these magic spells doesn't exactly mean that you just jump to the top of the leadership and become the archmage that everyone knows and respects. You kind of have to prove yourself. So all graduates, before they can go further on to become an archmage, they have to pick something uh, to study. It could be anything they want. They then have to either prove or disprove that and show it to the council for admission to become into the group of elders. Uh, well, become an archmage. And then there's even more things to do there. Oh. That sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> uh, it can be. But I think it's worth it. I've been trying to prove myself for a long time. What's the city like? It's amazing. I wasn't born there. I, I moved there, much like most people that uh, become students there. It, it, it's it's like two different worlds from going from down here and being up there. You, you almost have like no worries until things from down here start coming up and getting involved. But most people don't even that stay up there and live there. The shopkeepers, the students that just stay there. They hardly even know this area down here exists. But it's blissful most of the time. And you can just spend all of your time just reading and studying? Yeah, you, you generally find your purpose. Well, first you start with your... When you find a school, you follow what the school's purpose is for you. Uh, and then you can find your own. But I kind of knew what I wanted ever since I got there. And what was that? I always wanted to understand how we were, how people are put together, how our friendships made, you know, just uh, how friendships are made and uh, how we all want to meet and talk to people or why people like to be alone or why is, why do we separate? And he'll kind of look like he's, going back to his notes and, you know, put his notebook away and almost looks like there's something hidden in there. Hmm. That's... Daria looks like, just like, interested in what he's saying. Like, she's kind of like nodding <laughs> along and stuff. Like, how... Sounds like an impractical field of study. Impractical how? So you're just studying friendships and relationships and... More... How about... You can go this deeper in that's that's what I can just figure out is why <laughs> how how are you bonded to your magic? How does that come to you? Does it come to you because of a god? Does it come to you because uh, you have something inside you that actually lets you tap into something? Is it a, a, a is there something more there? Uh, is is that magic strengthened or worsened, or is it weakened based on being close to other people? How is our bonds to each other and everything change the way the world works? Ah, I I see the use for that. Then <laughs> it sounded very fluffy the way you talked about it <laughs> earlier. 
I was it was very fluffy when I got there. That's for sure. I grew up with nobody, so I was looking for somebody, and my first bond was Umanero. Hmm. And it had some effect on. Well, did just having a bond there affect your magic above and beyond being in a place where mages study? I would say I didn't even realize the bond until I had years and years of studying of what how how the magic works. But I would I do believe that the my theory at the moment is the stronger you have a bond with something or someone, the stronger that power is. My current highlight theory is our recent event where we were all very close to losing a lot. And I feel like in Theo's example, he was so close to wanting to stay alive and really hated that guy. And I think we all hated that guy. And the bond of all of us helped focus that magic. And But I have to prove it. I have to prove all of this. Well, it seems like the psionicists are your strongest case so far. I'm not sure if my magic has any particular bent toward my emotions, although I do tend to fight well when I'm angry, but that might just be anger. <laughs> but the Scions, I've seen them grow in strength as they experience heightened emotion. So, and he just gestures a hand over to Arya, Exhibit A, I guess. <laughs> uh- <laughs> Jason, does uh, Umanir have a lot of uh, knowledge on psionics? Uh, They have some, but it's it's not really as like... There haven't been a lot in the city to study or anyone there trying to work on their powers. So it's... I think the basic knowledge would be that they don't live to be very old. A lot of them don't get control of their power. A lot of that power manifests in your teenage years, something, something like that. And they would they would write down everything that they would know about it and sort of take reports or stories or whatever and a lot of that power manifests at some point from having something traumatic happen in your life so a lot of that basic knowledge not nothing too in depth after that okay I was going to say, so when Malchus Arya doesn't really pay any extra attention, but when he gestures towards her, she's going to kind of look a bit confused and then put two and two together and then wait is that the word for it? Scion? You that you, you said earlier that you didn't know, but that's... And she's going to kind of glance towards Anvin. Like, do you know anything? I have a cursory that? knowledge of psionics. Uh, it's a power manifested by... Um, well, we don't really know the source. Um, just like we technically don't know the source of magic. Um either have it or you don't. Um, And sometimes you get control, sometimes you don't. Uh, I imagine that I would just see it as a more raw form of magic that takes, it's even harder to control. Sort Um, of an instinct thing. Yeah. And and for me, it took years and years of meditation and focus to, to get where I am. Um, have you met a lot of psionics? Or, cause as far as I know, they've been really rare, and I only have very few notes on them. Uh, me? 
Yes, you seem to know a lot, Marcus. I only know what I've observed, but between Arya and uh, my prior companion, uh, that's two that I know of. So I look over at Arya. What has been your experience with your power? If I may ask, I know it might be a touchy subject. No, it's it's fine. I and by the way, just like before when you he was like talking and stuff, she was hanging on his every word. I mean, this is the first I've even heard the word scion before. I really never knew what it was. I just thought it was some sort of magic something. I've I worked a lot kind of by myself on trying to control it or make it more useful but I mean it kind of worked but before and she'll kind of glance towards Theo it really just sort of happens a lot in the moment I I don't think about it it just happens would you say you've had more luck in manifesting since you've joined this group or has your powers been about the same it's always been better when i'm around people i don't really know why it what you said about bonds maybe i but when i'm alone it's just more difficult i it's kind of hard to explain it's really more of a feeling than anything else what you said about learning to control your own magic do you think that might be able to help with me i think it's worth a shot i mean i've i've honestly never tutored a scion before but i did tutor other entry uh, level students in umaniro to help them hit the bear get past their barriers a lot of people who technically have the spark in them have a barrier that stops them a while I was tasked with helping them break that barrier and get past their entrance exams and become a far better mage. So we can, I am, we can try. Um, I know Theo uh, has some magic in him, and maybe we can can take him together. I don't know Theo if you've given a thought about either learning maybe to meditate more on the magic and maybe it helps you in battle or. If you want to join in or not, I know we've uh, haven't had a chance to discuss since we talked last. Um, maybe I maybe we're, we're in a place where we're not around a lot of people, and we could maybe practice in the woods or something. I appreciate that. That's uh, sounds like a caution is always good to have. Uh, no, no, I think it's a good idea. Yeah. Theo and Arya should be practicing together. Don't you agree, Tavine? Yeah, I, that would be great. And I can stay off to the side in case in case you guys hurt each other to mm. apply bandages. But we want to give them plenty of space to test this emotional bond thing. I think there's, I think there's room to grow in power. And Malchus is just like kind of like suppressing a grin, looking back and forth between the two of them. So it's so a borderline a smirk. Yeah. Yeah, the longer this goes on, the more it okay. It originally sent all the ideas like, hey, do you want to practice magic and get better at it? And then the longer this goes on, it's like, wait a second. Like it's slowly it's like 
at first he he kind of thought it's like wait do you want us to fight each other is that is that what you want um, <laughs> and then yeah slowly but surely he's just kind of like something's up I'd like to believe that Hamvin is actually just focused on the whole bond theory and he's right like, a lot of this is like oh, yeah, oh Ari Ari is too she she's just like yeah no that sounds like a good idea that makes logical sense yeah you had a you had an outrage exploding moment when that happened it's perfect. Exactly. While the two while the two of them are over there doing the math, Malchus just kind of looks at Theo and just kind of winks at him. <laughs> <laughs> May I also say, every time the quote unquote incident is uh, is mentioned, where where Theo basically guns down that dude with lightning, there is not. It's deep shame. Uh, every time it's Ooh. mentioned, like he looks down, he's not he is not proud of that at all. Like that's not a thing that he's. That that's not a hurrah moment for him. I'm, is that I, a insight or a perception? Yeah, I was it's right him. on the face of it. It's not. Oh, it's like geez. breaks eye contact, kind of like disengages a little bit. Just like what he's hearing is is is, is basically like, yeah, you're right. I fucked up. I shouldn't have done that. Like he's very very much that. Okay, I'm making a note of that. By the way, what, what just what what, are, what is the food that we're eating? I want to get a, an atmosphere here. Uh, are there any special dietary restrictions for the group? Just, uh, just wondering. Any vegetarians? Any vegans? Anything like that? I think Tavin would stay away from beef, but otherwise, <laughs> that you makes, know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just <laughs> throwing that out there. Do you know that that is not a common Minotaur thing? <laughs> Minotaurs eat beef all the time. <laughs> it's weird. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Tavine would. That's fair. You know, I totally mean, fair. same with the reason she doesn't wear leather, but you know, right? Yeah, and actually, I was going to ask: Is the owner of the place there, or did they basically just like sign us in and leave us the keys? Well, because there's so many of you, it's it's almost like an Airbnb thing. The guy lives next door proper, right? So it's it's pretty much like, oh, well, you've got every room in the place. Please don't break anything. Here are your keys. I will be next door. If you need anything, ring this bell and I'll hear it and I'll come over and grab you fresh linens or whatever you might need. Okay, because then I figured if he left us, like, Tavin would probably start cooking in the kitchen if anybody wants to, like, help out or whatever. But because you guys seem to be, like, talking and stuff, it's like, it's dinner time. Maybe we should start making food unless, like, somebody is there making it already. Mm -hmm. No. So she'll kind of be, like, coming in and, like, maybe saying down plates of, like, you know, salad or whatever she can kind of scrounge up in the kitchen mm-hmm. i don't think she's going to be much of a cook per se um so you guys are getting weak ass tea and some salad <laughs> ramen she can uh, sew but she can't I say, can you say cook a salad like is that technically <laughs> she washed the greens okay and then put them on the plate Okay. I grilled the lettuce, everyone. It's delicious. <laughs> Malchus just... will offer to help in the kitchen if yeah. Tavine would like. Aria would also offer to help. Oh, communal dinner. Yeah. Any of you guys that can cook are more than welcome to assist. <laughs> um, and she's going to look at her. I'm not going to say it's like a bad salad, but it is like when you think of rabbit food, it's like the lettuce with maybe a few hacked up tomatoes and like some shreds of carrot on top. It's like. Oh, okay. Let me ask a question. Jason's nightmare. <laughs> well, yes, it is. But okay, Hidden veggies. <laughs> so, is this like everyone's when when everyone hears dinner in the group? Does it conjure like is it like everyone kind of has that one big sit down meal at the end of the day where it's like, oh, we're gonna have roasted boar or something like that? So, in the parks and recreation, that is is the group right now. Is is that like the Chris Traeger making? It's like, oh, I'm gonna make steak. 
but it's really like mushroom steaks. It's 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 not really steak. It's and everyone goes, oh, that's not what I was expecting. Is it is it something like that, or did everyone pretty much know by now that's like, oh, that's TV. She's gonna make she's gonna make like something with lettuce in it. <laughs> not I even a salad. Just... Something with lettuce. <laughs> something with lettuce. I assumed as soon as TV was like, I'm gonna go make something. Everyone's like, yep, I better go help. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll be in there in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> better put this book away and get over there. Also, does everyone else not eat beef around Tavine? I don't know if my character would be a hipster or not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of the Umanero lifestyle. <laughs> uh, Malchus wouldn't wouldn't not eat beef unless he specifically got like a look or a hint from Tavine. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Tavine would let you eat whatever you wanted. She's not okay. going to be like, oh, you're eating beef? How dare you? She understands people eat whatever they want, and she chooses to eat whatever she wants. Okay, so you're you're a good vegetarian, not the type that pushes. Okay, cool, good. She's not even strictly vegetarian. She'll eat chicken and like oh, everything just else, not just not beef. Okay, cool. If there's like a slab of boar, sure, boars are fine. And everything's fine until we have a pig man join the group, and then then <laughs> it's yeah. Well, that's that's his thing, you know. <laughs> Oh, the Talor Pigmen. That's going to be... I mean, I had to stop beating cats when... Um, Sassoon... Sassoon came S- into S- the party. <laughs> 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 I like that now we can pronounce his name. Okay, so we're all... I think everybody volunteered to help in the kitchen, more or less. Yeah. So you know what? Let's... Hmm. I feel like cooking's wisdom. Let's... Yeah, let's use wisdom. Oh, then I'd be great at wisdom. Let's, yeah. I mean, so you might, okay, you might be one of those people. It's like, I know how to make that. I would need it, but I know how to make that. You know what? Let's have everyone roll a wisdom and we'll kind of combine the roles to see how well everyone works together. We'll, we'll run an average. Yeah. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> oh, good lord. Yeah. Okay, sweet. What the fuck? How has this never come up before? Malchus can cook like a god. <laughs> <laughs> That's because he just heats everything in his hand. He's like, here you go. <laughs> Let me let me ask a question. So, uh, as far as Malchus is cooking, oh, it's super spicy. How how spicy? Like, is this a thing, or is it? I I don't want to I don't want to profile, but so far on the show, tieflings have had a a, a predilection toward uh, toward spicier stuff. So, is this is this something that that it's be- not? It's not so much that things are like extra spicy. It's just that everything is somewhat spicy, right? Got a like bit all of his sweets have like some amount of cinnamon. All of his pasta dishes have some amount of cayenne pepper or something like it's everything is everything is spiced in some direction but not necessarily a ton right okay so even like your bowl of cereal in the morning like instead of putting sugar on it you put like cayenne pepper no 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 no, because that's where (laughs) cinnamon comes in right cinnamon for sweet things that's the spice that goes there and then you know there's other there's there's an appropriate spice for every kind of flavor in his mind so it's not just like Um, hot spice all the time it's like Flavor spice. Yeah, yeah. Like okay. sometimes it's bitter stuff. Sometimes it's you know it's more herby kind of. But no, uh, Ma- Malchus. If, if you if you bring up that like Malchus, you know, is like, oh wow, you're kind of like a good cook out of nowhere. He just like nonchalantly comments, "Well, I throw a lot of fire. I've seen a lot of flesh burn. I just tend to know when things are done." Wait, that got dark. I'm sorry. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> that would mortify Theo. Like just the just the, like. Because the, the the innocence of it is, it's like it's like oh, would you would, did, did your mom teach you how to cook? It's like no, I've roasted a lot of flesh. It's like, it's like oh god, you'd, 
<laughs> and then uh, after, it, it, when when Theo comments on that, he's Malchus just kind of pauses for him and he goes, "Sorry, I." It just occurred to me, we've spent so much time on the road and fighting and rushing and I just, it's nice to get in here and cook and relax a bit. I feel like I've just, we're just nonstop sometimes. So you guys have made a lovely little meal. This is, this is, this is nice. Like it's probably rare you guys get a nice home cooked meal to, to sit around and, and even rare that you guys actually have facilities to cook in and all kind of work together. Like you usually got the campfire rocking. So you'll have something on a spit or something kind of quick and portable jerky, that type of thing, dried meats. Uh, this is, this is nice though. You got like multiple courses going. Everyone makes a little something kind of like a potluck and brings it together. So a sweet salad. That yeah. sweet salad. <laughs> I feel like Amfin would bring like a special from Umanero, like a delectable, whether it's a dessert or something. Show off. I feel like <laughs> I feel like uh, Theo would probably not want to get in the way, and and at the risk of like hurting something, like he'd cut cheese or something like that. He would just have like <laughs> it's like I'm helping, like just just <laughs> kind of like or I'll I'll move the salad away, and I didn't mean fart before anyone types it. In the, yeah, you go. Okay. I meant literally, just cut cheese. Here's, okay, that's something I was going to ask about Arya, because we've asked about everyone else's, uh... So... I, I was Ar- refraining. Right. Arya was... Arya's been living underground now for a while. Mm-hmm. Cooking below is a little bit different, because you have a different set of ingredients. So, there's things like roasted spider, and like, you know, so it's it's almost like crab legs. Like, you just crack up, yeah basically crab <laughs> yeah it's basically crab so um then there's that and worms and 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 things like that mosses make, probably yeah probably yeah and, and also picture when i say worms i don't mean like a bowl full of like like maggoty type worms i mean thick huge grub type worms that like you'd like oh, thanksgiving turkey of worms yes like it spills over out of your like hands this, like a worm the size of a terrier but yes. then like it's been like in the oven and like golden brown yeah so imagine like stuff like that, like you roast it and then you cut into mm-hmm. it and it makes a nice sound and kind of like things spill out of it and it's delicious. So what what would Arya's contribution to this be? Okay, but then also that plus whatever seafood-ish. Stuff. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah, so yeah. it's kind of like a mix of different things. <laughs> she did roll like pretty, pretty mm-hmm. highly decent on the whole like cooking thing. So I feel like after a lot of years making stuff like that taste good, mm-hmm. she probably has a lot of experience taking what you can find and making it into something edible and that actually tastes kind of nice sort of thing. Does that make sense? No, yeah, totally. And I mean, it, it all depends on what Ari would want to cook because there'd be like a shop in town, like you can get exotic goods. There are some drow who uh, kind of like, man, I could go for a taste of home. I... I wonder if anyone's got a nice spider, something like that. I wonder if the, let me go down to the market and see. I bet you pick them up. Yeah. They let you too. I bet you. (laughs) Well, well, if we're going like that way, then she's going to be getting seafood. Okay, cool. Because that's home for her. So I would, I don't know, like nothing too expensive. Listen, not all of us can afford to throw on 800 gold on carriages. Wow. You can, if you believe in yourself. (laughs) (laughs) So what, like, what would be like general, like common seafood type stuff? If you're going for like seafood on a budget, then you're looking for like a scrod, something like that. Just kind of, yeah, it, it's, it's a decent, it's not, it's not too fishy a fish and it's pretty cheap. 
Do they have Sprout with mushroom sauce? There you go. Again, I don't want to overthink this. I just wanted to sort of... <laughs> no, no, I'm nothing like too fancy or whatever. But yeah, fish with sauce or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, there you go. Like a nice, a nice marinade. Theo would kind of speak up after a while. So, how do you think things are going to go? Hard to say. Uh, I think we're doing a good job gathering character witnesses of strong credibility, but it's a tricky philosophical situation that we're in, right? Because giving me Winterhaven's blessing to do what I did sets a precedent that others could follow, others whom I might disagree with, their means or their terms or their willingness to break a few eggs to make an omelet, so to speak. I don't know how it's going to go. I will make the best case for myself and my own decisions when we get right down to it, but... Well, I'll do my best. And I thank all of you for your contributions and doing your best so far. It's good to feel like I have a team on my side. Is there anything you would want us to help you in any regard? I know we go to these meetings and we're we're pretty quiet because we don't know a lot of what occurred. We, we, we heard the story, but I don't know if there's any way you'd think that we would be more helpful in these meetings or if what we're doing is fine. And The best way for you to help me is to supply the outside perspective that I lack. I can only view this situation... Through my decisions, my actions, my eyes, as Malchus Grimness. I need all of you, coming from your various histories, your various places, your various morals, ethics, to catch the things I'm missing and make me aware of them. The more I have the edge cases covered, the ones that I wouldn't notice based on my own instincts, the better off I'll do. Okay, I... I can agree with that. We can help that way as much as we can. Thank you. So I guess the short version is, if you see something that you feel like I'm missing, speak up. Tell me. Ask questions if you need something clarified. The more you know, the more you can run it through your perception, your filter, and discover things that I might have missed. I can definitely do that. You can see that that Ambin takes this like serious, like, oh yeah, I got this research thing in the bag. I'm <laughs> <laughs> in my element. <laughs> Check out these tables. <laughs> we'll do an end of day recap, and then we'll go over everything and create an agenda for tomorrow. And no, <laughs> I brought charts. Everyone, <laughs> get your action items ready. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So. Is there anything we should hear coming from you versus coming from somebody else? You don't want us to be shocked by. I've been traveling and fighting and slaying creatures and punishing criminals for some time now. So much so that some amount of it does blur together. So I can't necessarily bring up everything. Obviously, you know the decision I made on the battlefield to... Do what I did to the Warforged. I once again defend that decision as a pure numbers decision. If 90% of their population was fighting for the enemy, the math 
played out that it was of the most benefit to making sure the Overwatch would be overthrown if I did what I did. Other than that, I've been involved in some amount of vigilantism at certain points, though at this time I'm trying to go more by the books, at least by Winterhaven's books. My current instinct is that if they do decide to imprison or kill me, I will attempt to flee because I am much more useful to the peace of Theria free than I am to the peace of Theria locked up. I can't imagine myself deciding in any other way on that point. I know that ultimately makes me lawless and makes me a betrayer of the very people I swore to serve. I guess that makes that the path I'm going to walk if they decide not to stand by my decision. But don't take that as a sign that I'm not conflicted about it. It will hurt and it will bother me to walk that path if forced. And I sincerely hope that I'm able to continue working with Winterhaven. Certainly there's some amount of good leadership there and some amount of good for Theria that can be done through the leadership there. But I'm not going to be locked up. And I'm certainly not going to a guillotine or a headsman's axe or whatever the method. You have to fight to survive. And I'm not going to waste my life rotting in some cell or waste it cut off this young. There are things to be done. I intend to do them. And we'd like to do them with you. I'm glad to have your support. Is there anything else you guys wanted to talk about over dinner? By the way, I can't promise I can cook this well. <laughs> Again, this seems about in the top 5% of my performance, if I were to estimate. So don't, uh, don't necessarily count on it going this well every time. But this, this stew, this turned out rather good. The spices and the potatoes, it just... I'm taking notes. I'll try to do it this well again. <laughs> well, we've got a few days in town, so maybe you can try again tomorrow. There we go. Practice makes perfect. And who knows? You could try something new for breakfast. Hmm. What's spicy and breakfasty? I made breakfast stew. <laughs> <laughs> it makes monkey bread. It's got cinnamon in it. Look, you can be a jack of all trades or you can specialize. I've chosen my path. <laughs> I was thinking like a spicy sausage with like peppers and onions and eggs. Yeah. Ooh. Why would I you like the way sausage? you think. Would you guys like to just sort of simulate the next couple of days and get to the meeting? Oh, I was just going to say with like three days to go through and the recent compliments on Malchus's cooking, he, he's probably going to like take this chance to take a breather from serious stuff and be like, sure, let's like cook things every day. Let's, oh let's, my gosh, let's really? get some actual practice. <laughs> yeah, I think Tavine I, would try to fix the stitching on the, in the, the carriage. Oh my gosh, is she going to do it like as a surprise? Like, I'm just going to walk out there one day and it's going to be like... Beautiful. 
You could put a bow on it like in the Lexus commercials for Christmas. Oh, yes! <laughs> Can I put a bow on the horses, too, even though there's nothing new about them? <laughs> <laughs> Just to make them pretty. Yeah. Get them a nice good comb. Brush Give them hair. flower crowns. Yes! They will always but... know who we are wherever we go. <laughs> <laughs> so, how's about... We do start advancing time, but people jump in when they say, okay, so Arya wanted to talk to somebody, right? Or was it a group thing? Well, it was kind of, no, it's not, not a group thing, but I mean, like, it's actually perfect. So you're just talking about, like, cleaning horses and stuff. I feel like Arya would want to help out with that. She likes animals and whatnot, so that would be... So taking taking care of, like, the carriage and horses and stuff like that, you got yeah, some time, yeah. you can't really do anything else, so, like, it's, yeah, you might as well take care of them. They, God knows they could use a little pampering too. I'm sure. Yeah, they they had to go through like the river and stuff, so they're probably pretty muddy. So we got to clean them oh, off. Oh yeah, carriage is probably filthy too. You remember it got mm-hmm. submerged and uh, yeah, so so we're we're cleaning off the carriage and the horses. Okay, gotcha. Okay. So, yeah, so while that's happening, like Arya kind of chatting with Tavine about stuff. I don't know, but really <laughs> got horses but... and things. So. How did you learn to do first aid and heal like you do? Well, when I grew up on the farm, I had to kind of help watch over Derek, you know, when he was in classes and things that I was kind of left out of, you know, because he was an elf and the master and everything. He got to attend special classes, so to speak. I would sit with some of the other help and they would teach me how to stitch, how to sort of how to cook. Not my thing. And she's going to kind of do that look, you know, the remembering the salad as good as it was, <laughs> I would just pick up other skills as I felt I needed to. And then I picked up more of the first aid when I lived in the Evergreen with the elves for a while while I was learning to be a shaman. Mm-hmm. You can't do all one thing all the time. You have to give yourself mental breaks. You know, what are your other skills besides punching things when you get mad? Well, I used to. I, I still do like to read a lot. And I mean, I kind of draw and take notes of wildlife and stuff like that it's not too useful when it comes to other things i picked up a few skills here and there i guess kind of like you when it was necessary but do you know i was underground for a while there's not really uh much to do in the ways of hobbies down there i mean even if it's something small like catching she's like Almost looking like she isn't sure what you would catch underground. And she's going to be like, spiders? Like, you guys have spiders, right? That's that's one thing. She'll nod like, yeah, yeah. Don't okay. Like, even if it's something like that, you know, you're learning a skill. You're working on hand-eye coordination. Something that can benefit you in other ways. So, like I said, if it's small, it's still something. Even if it doesn't seem that important to other people. It's like sewing might not seem important to Amvin, who reads all the books, but I can't read a book. I mean, I can read a book. I can't read a book well. I read slow, and I don't really like it. I find it boring. And she's going to smile like a giant, you book people are weird. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, that's different people like different things. Yeah. I mean, I know I just asked Amvin to teach me some stuff about magic, but if I don't know if we're on the road sometime, I like to be able to help out a bit more after battles and whatnot you kind of do a lot of the work pretty much all of it when it comes to that sort of stuff and i mean i know i'm not going to be like a healer or anything but i want to be able to help more you mean just basic first aid type 
she'll nod. I know a bit. I'm, again, underground kind of a necessity, but not anywhere nearly as skilled as you are. Tavine looks beaming, like really excited that somebody wants to learn something from her, even if it is just, you know, first aid stuff. And she's like, well, I can definitely show you, you know, what herbs are good for burns versus wounds kind of stuff. I can definitely help with that knowledge and I can show you how to properly wrap a wound. She looks like really excited, like as she's, you know, she's kind of like stitching. I imagine she's working on kind of the seating inside the wagon. Like she's working on cleaning out some of the mud and inspecting the stitching along it to see what she's going to have to do to fix the mess that is in there. Mm-hmm. Ari is also going to kind of beam back and she's also going to get a bit excited. She likes learning stuff too and seeing to being excited. It's good. Happy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hopefully we won't have any more battles in the, the coming future, but if we do, I'll point things out as I remember and show you. That would be fantastic. Thank you. And I mean, I'll even take notes so it's written down and I'll look forward to that a lot. And as kind of a trade-off, could you maybe show me some of your draw? You said you do drawings, so maybe you could share those? She'll, she'll kind of blush a bit and kind of look away. It's not really much. You can definitely see them. It's more of sketches. I just... I read a lot of books on animals and plants when I was little, and I'm trying to sort of piece that together with what we see in our travels. And just my dad always used to have flowers, and when he was out working in the fields, would pick them and bring them in at night. So I like flowers. She's smiling pretty big. It's been a while since I've been able to talk to someone about stuff like that. That'd be really nice. I can sew, but I can't draw. Well, I can't really sew at all, so that's pretty cool. Well, I got you covered if you need patches on those clothes. <laughs> I guess she'd go back to kind of yeah. stitching and mall talky stuff. Aria will go back to probably brushing the horses or something. She also is going to braid their manes and their tails, just, just yes. putting it out there. That's definitely a thing. What would everyone else be doing for the next few days? Just kind of generalized stuff. Going to the shop, you know, little things like that. Just just sort of relaxing. Theo would definitely not be looking to leave the house too often. Just kind of be sitting around in the place. Uh, does he look, like, depressed? Not depressed. Just maybe laying low a bit. Hmm. Similar to, okay, if I had to compare it to something. Not not to the level of, like, what Malchus was doing when you guys were in Winterhaven, just, like, cloak up type of, like, oh, I don't want anybody to know me. But definitely just, like, if it's like, hey, we were going to go to the store and go, it's like, I'm good. Whereas normally he would probably jump on there and and and, and kind of hang out with everybody. It's just like, nah, I'm going to kick back for a while, that type of thing. But it's it's in every time situation, every time someone's going to leave the house. He just withdraws? A little bit, saying. yeah. Um... Yeah, Malchus will, Malchus will swing by on that one. So, are you sulking or just enjoying quiet time? Who, me? Yes, you. The one who's been indoors for days now. Uh, I'm not, I'm not sulking. I just, I'm just kind of waiting until the meeting. Do you have any hobbies? Aren't you bored? He's going to, he's, be, okay, he's obviously being evasive, but it, well, I mean, last week or so was pretty exciting. I, I, I mean, bored is good, right? It's nice to not have anyone trying to kill us, but you're 
sure you don't want to go do something else? I mean, seems a shame to just sit in here. What, what are you are you are you reading? What do you do? I didn't really. I, I didn't really bring a book or anything. I guess I should. We should. I should get a book just to kind of have something in the off time. We we usually are pretty busy though, so it hasn't hasn't come up. What do you like? Fiction or nonfiction? Guidebooks? What what sorts of things do you read? I like detective stuff. Detective stuff. Yeah, like like solving you know solving a mystery that type of thing. Fascinating. Are are there uh, many authors in Theria supplying that sort of fiction? I've never I've never read any myself. I had a couple of things from Aubrey at, at one point. Um, that there wasn't a ton in Brightport. Honestly, there wasn't. Mm. There wasn't a big you know, following for that kind of stuff. That strikes me as odd, though. It's a it's a bigger place. You would think that sort of thing would be available. Uh, he, he's gonna kind of draw a blank. Like I I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's like, I don't know what to tell you. Look, I don't, I don't I, the rules. <laughs> <laughs> no, anyway, do you want to come along? You want me to pick you up something while I'm out? Theo's gonna look around. Actually, do you do you have a second? Go on. And he's gonna lower his voice, kind of kind of look around, making sure that like it's just just him and Malchus. Um, I'm kind of just avoiding someone while I'm here. I there's I have family in the city, and I'm I just. I really don't want to deal with any of that right now. I, I mean, I know we got to be here for, for, for the meeting and everything, and I'm, I'm totally fine with that. I just kind of want to get in and get out, you know. I see. I understand. Uh, is it, um, is it strictly personal or is it legal slash criminal? No, no. What? No. Well, I mean, like. Are you avoiding being outside because there might be some kind of scene or argument or scene? Maybe. Um, my mom lives in the city, and I just she, she can be difficult. So it's um, it's just better not to not to deal with her. Right now, it's it's probably just better to breeze into town, get out, and hopefully she'll just never even know that I, I was here, you know? Difficult judgmental, difficult fawning. What, what sort of difficult? Difficult violent? And he's gonna, like, very, like, lilting voice, like, going way up, just kind of like, it's hard to describe... Hmm. She's um actually a really she's a really powerful mage. She's kind of semi well known in the city. What's her name? It's Tanya. Her last name's Anlin. I don't I kinda took my dad's last name. Hmm. Uh does Mal does that ring a bell for Malchus or anything? I'll roll a streetwise check. Streetwise or oh. history? Probably better the streetwise. So mm -hmm. let's do that. Oh, that's pretty good. 
Yeah, twenty-two. Yeah. So uh, when it comes to when it comes to power, she is a lady of note uh, in <laughs> in Esterholtz. Lived here for for decades. Lived here the better portion of her life, and yeah, sort of developed a reputation. Uh, if for no other reason than kind of violent outbursts with people, uh, not above flexing that uh, that that magi muscle to to prove a point or outright hurt somebody uh, to to get what she wants. And as such, she's never really been invited to <laughs> like large kind of. Uh, there are not conventions, but there are ma- mages that get together um, outside of Umanero to, to discuss, like, oh, like, you know, there's all kinds of techniques and things like that and just knowledge. Um, MageCon, yeah, it's something like that. She has been openly barred from these get togethers, uh, and they usually try to hold them in secret away from her. Uh, she is not allowed in the city of Umanero. There's, there's a lot of things. Like, yeah, she's, she's got quite the rep. Okay. Actually, I've heard your mother's name before then. I understand your trepidation. Under other circumstances, I might encourage you to go out and face this situation and uh, perhaps find some room for personal growth, but considering we have a rather strict timeline to keep me from becoming a wanted man... I endorse your indoors behavior. I will, however, happily pick you up a detective story if you're going to stay in. Yeah, that'd be great. Thank you. I, a lot of a lot of people don't understand that, so I, I appreciate it. And if you ever decide otherwise that you do need to make contact with her, or perhaps bury the hatchet. Not uh, physically, uh, not, but you know, uh, metaphorically. You have our support. Yeah, um... I, I just don't think she'd be really happy with uh, this. And he's gonna kind of gesture to the armor. She wanted you to explore your magic more? Yeah, that was, uh, mm-hmm. that was always her thing. Well, on that point, I don't necessarily blame her. You do seem to have a knack for it, just... A little unpolished. But you are practicing from time to time. Power is not your problem. It just looks like finesse. I do encourage you to uh, take up that opportunity to train with Arya and Amvin. Not necessarily today or now or while we're in the city here, but at some point. Don't Don't let this thing with your mother that hangs over you here prevent you from reaching your full potential, Theo. Can I be honest? Of course. The stuff I can do from time to time, I don't see how that could be used for anything other than hurting someone. As a man who has made a career of hurting bad people to protect good ones, sometimes hurting people is necessary. He's going to give, um, he's going to kind of give like a slight nod, just like, yeah, I guess, but still not happy about that. You have a gentler soul than the hand you were dealt, hmm? 
What? You've got these powers, but you you feel like more of a peacemaker at heart. Is that it? I'm, I guess. I, I, I just don't want to hurt anybody. Hmm. I mean, I, I don't want anybody to hurt me either, or, or you guys. I just... I don't know. I, I kind of wish that that wasn't such a huge thing all the time. We all wish for that, Theo. But it's not the Theria we live in. And there are certainly optimistic things to say about a better world and being the first one to put forth peace, turning the other cheek, or uh, taking the high road, those sorts of things. But the fact of the matter is, Theria is a violent and scary place with lots of powerful forces ready to do people harm. Sometimes the most good you can do is stopping those things. And that means violence. Not all peace is nurtured. Sometimes peace is carved. Yeah, I, I guess. Well, I, I don't want to hold you up. I, um, a book would be nice, though. I mean, if you happen to cross one. I'll pick you up something. I'm... I'm not trying to belittle you for what you feel about violence and trying to avoid it. I'm just encouraging you to remain pragmatic. He's going to give another nod. I know. Malchus kind of smiles a little at that. Any particular authors you've read widely that I should avoid to make sure I don't you pick, don't pick you up something you've already read? Hmm. None that I can think of. I haven't. I haven't read a ton. Just just a few books. All right. I will do my best to judge a book by its cover and bring you home something worth reading. And he'll give he'll give a smile. So you've done a bunch of stuff over the last few days, but eventually it will be the twentieth. Of Thorum. Now, you were informed when you got to the city that on the 20th, well, actually, late the 19th, your mom was expected. Uh, and if you listen to what the lovely people of Esterhold have said, a dragon landed in the city, which caused quite a commotion. Big old white dragon. Wait, so did the dragon land while we were there? This would be probably in the middle of the night while you guys were bedding down for the, I, I'd say, because... Okay, yeah, this would so be... would we notice? I mean, it's a big dragon. It's a big dragon, but it's not roaring or... or okay, as quiet as one of these things could happen. Whoosh! Yeah. Whoosh! Clump! Fuck your head, mage. <laughs> I mean, there was a car accident, but the car didn't literally explode, so you right. guys probably slept, slept through it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, no, I'm saying that's ridiculous, Jason. I if there was a dragon, go to investigate. <laughs> if, okay. Dragon would fly overhead, and for the most part, pretty quiet, except for the landing. Landing's always a little um, a little rocky, but you gotta remember, Esterhold's a big city, right? So, it's it's probably something that would escape notice. We could roll for it, if you'd like, just to, just to see. But this dragon will land at an old manor in the city. It used to belong to a guy named Darmok, who... Boy, uh, if you think Tanya had a rep in the city, 
Darmok blows that away in terms of being antisocial, let's let's call him. <laughs> Widely regarded as firstly insane, secondly a murderer. This is one of those things that everyone kind of knew, but did nothing about. Because they feared him. A very powerful blood mage. Uh, and again, off his fucking hinges. Like, very, very, very scary. Insane. Lock people away with him for years and torture them. Insane. Um, recently dead. Uh, within the last month or so. And, uh, yeah, someone else pretty much took over that mansion. Living there now. Uh, but in the back there used to be this huge hedge maze. It's actually not famous infamous within the city. Because in the night, sometimes, you would hear someone trying to escape the house and get lost in the hedge maze and scream and scream until their voice was just hoarse and eventually silenced. That's flattened now, thanks to this dragon. Um... Not this time. Uh, the dragon flattened it long before now, but it's pretty much just this, uh, it's almost like a big dragon cradle in the back. It's just, it's just big enough for this dragon to kind of curl up. So yeah, that, that, if, do you guys want to roll to see if you would hear Amara landing? I mean, if you say it happened in a different part of town and we didn't hear it, that's, that's cool. Well, the way I'm picturing it, we have, we have urgent scenes to play, I guess. So I, yeah. I, I understand skipping it. And I feel like if we hear a dragon landing, we're probably going to go investigate, so we should just skip to the thing. <laughs> right. So, okay. But we slept through it. It's cool. It's cool. Crazy Thorum, right? <laughs> okay. 20th of Thorum, and it is time for you guys to make your way to the mayor's office. To the mayor's. Crossing the threshold of this building. Uh, the door's open. There's a little bit of setup, actually, uh, if you look around. Everyone, do me a favor, roll perception. Yeah, it's not bad. 17's not shit. It's, you know. It could be a 12. Yeah, it could be I have a plus 12. It can't be. Theo, it physically can't be. Okay. Theo needs to roll. We both know how yeah, this is going to yeah. go. I don't know. It could go like the street I don't want to let him have a chance, okay? There Listen. we go. He's reading his book. It's fine. So, walking into this building, they've they've kind of, like... They, they've kind of decorated a little bit. Like, you can uh, you can tell that they... Not a huge to-do, uh, but, like, it's it's very much like, hey, we're going to have guests. Let's let's kind of gussy up the place a little bit. And, you know... Oh, boy. Walking in, though, there's going to be one... There's going to be one particular standout, and Arya's going to notice right off the bat, and so is Malchus. There is going to be a... No doors. <laughs> <laughs> That's 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 the manor house. This is uh, this is the mayor's office. Still doors on here so far. It's only a matter of time. Yeah. So yeah. If she ever gets this, yeah. Um, there will be a drow gentleman in the building, but you get the sense that he is not there to necessarily greet you. He's just kind of hanging out. Now, Malchus and Tavine. Malchus definitely is going to notice. Uh, Tavine, I would say, would, would pick up on it. Well, you have seen this drow before. Uh, Theo would, would recognize too. Uh, this is Seraph. Uh, last time you ran into Seraph was in Fairbay. Yeah, and then we snubbed him. Yeah, yeah, you did. <laughs> um, he is going to, he's going to watch you walk in. And a big, kind of a, just, just, just a large smile. Kind of creeps, just on a slithers across his face. Well, it's about time you got here. Looking directly at Malchus. We've been in town for days, just waiting for the appointment. 
and he's going to gesture. Uh, there's there's kind of a back room, little hallway that leads to the the mayor's office proper. Oh, they're all waiting for you. I don't want to hold you up. But yeah, Malchus will just nod and walk right past him. He is going to be just eyeballing the entire group, just just kind of just just watching. Nothing threatening about it or anything. Just just kind of taking you all in. Does his uh, perception pick up that there's only two of the original members he met, or three? I guess. Sorry, Theo. Yeah, he's not uh, he's not spotting like the big minotaur or the dwarf. The other half. Yeah, <laughs> the other half of the party that was there. You guys just walking into the room? Sure, I am. So, walking into the mayor's office, they have uh, they've obviously there's a table set up in the middle of the room. And uh, again, they've 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 got chairs out, and there's there's this there's this nice little it, it's kind of cozy in here. It's it's uh, not the largest office in the world, but it's it's definitely big enough for you guys to get in and not be too cramped. It's not like a closet or anything. Uh, and the first thing that's going to happen is this this little creature is going to run up and sort of attach itself to Tavine's leg, and just start to try and scale. Her like just kind of like gripping a fistful of fur and just like <laughs> just like start to try and like climb up to Veen. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. She did she recognize it right away? Like what it is, or I would it say, kind of just like feel like almost like a monkey crawling up her leg? Um, picture like a small chimp, something like that. Um, but 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 um. Uh, reptilian in nature, kind of uh, green and and just unnatural. Oh, very not. That's yeah, not she'd um, like quickly start doing like that leg shake and like swatting at it. Like what the hell? What? Oh my god! That's no. exactly what a dog would do. Like that 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 back leg shake you see dogs yeah. doing all the time. Yep, basically that. She's like shaking it and like also reaching down, trying to like swat at it to like. She went off and making just like, oh, no, oh, what the the hell? John Seal would probably be like, at first she'd she'd do what all dog owners do, which is first she would try the yelling at dog, like, (laughs) yelling, Sheldon, no. If that doesn't work, then she'd come over. But first she's going to try the yelling. Do me a favor, roll a flat d20. Let's see. Let's see how well Sheldon (laughs) listens. Oh, boy. He's very well behaved. (laughs) <laughs> very well behaved. Yep. <laughs> he's a minotaur before he's excited. He's just, <laughs> he must smell. He must smell other things on you, like other. Um, hey, I'm you, clean. You have other demons in the house. See, he <laughs> smells the other demons. And, That's what it is. Uh, my pocket snacks. That, All right, then she'll go over and like pluck him off. Yeah, just it, it just. Yep. I, I think the second. I would say the second Jadzia stand up. Sheldon, much like a dog, would go, ah, oh, should I push this too far? Uh, and just kind of like immediately, it's like, ah, ah, and just like, let go. Just kind of like, yeah, like under the table, like under the, like just kind of under, like, yeah. I'd also like to add something to Sheldon that I've been meaning to add for a while, which is, I imagine at some point while working as a mayor, uh, Jadzia had a collar made. <gasps> and it's a cute little collar. It's probably purple. And there's a bell on it. <laughs> I love it. Oh boy, that jingling's gonna get annoying. Yes, it is. I'm so happy. That's so good. I hope hope you don't have to record in the mayor's office at any point because that jingling would have to be something that would be stopped. (laughs) 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 (laugh
I would like to see an awkward silence happen in this meeting, and then there's just a bunch of jingling in the back. <laughs> Scratch his ear. Yeah. Um, could, could I roll a natural on it? I mean, I know it's probably not, I mean, I'm, that's not the thing that you should be rolling, but I feel like that's what Aria would be like, looking in the back of her mind, like, what the hell is that thing sort of thing, and that's what would be what she would go to first. You could roll nature, you're not gonna, I'd say religion is I, anything. Yeah. Okay, I mean, what, what do you think? Go with religion. Let's see. Okay. Ooh, hey, that isn't bad at all. I would. There, there could definitely be a book that uh, Arya's come across at some point, and it's like, okay, that doesn't match any animal I know of, but strangely enough, that that matches something else. Like that, it could be, it could be something like that. Nothing concrete, but definitely, that thing's not from here. <laughs> <laughs> could Amvin roll an Arcana roll, or would it be history? Maybe if I've read anything on Nero. You might be able to make the argument for for history, but I I'd probably say it's much closer to religion. If you mm-hmm. wanted to make the argument for Arcana, you could see if there's any ties to like blood magic, something like that. Uh, I wanted to tie it to like like that. That would be no. no. <laughs> I think I'll do history because okay. to me it makes like I've read all these books. It's like core curriculum junk, right? It's not associated with the naughty kind of magic. She wouldn't do that. <laughs> Damn, why are you guys getting all the higher <laughs> <laughs> I would say the same thing for, for Ampin. It's like, huh, that's that that matches some stuff I read in a book one. You know, that, but never <laughs> it, it, it wouldn't be something you just see. It, it's 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 like, wow, I've never seen one of those before. Doing that like you know that shudder where you're like, ooh, that and she's like, Okay, okay, focus. Right. Whatever the hell that was, don't want it. <laughs> yeah, uh Malchus will go and I guess kind of Greet Jadzia. Yeah. Just... As soon as she plucks Sheldon off, she's going to put him down and ignore you guys for just a second as she's kind of scolding him. And she's like, you better behave or I'm going to put you back on your leash. And she takes it out of a, like her coat pocket to show him like leash, bad. <laughs> and then put it, put it back. I'm going to give you one more chance. And I'm putting you on the leash. Again, Sheldon would look down definitely like he's being scolded and just kind of, instead of, he usually stands up on like his hind, like his 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 back legs. He's going to get down on all floors, all fours, and just sort of like make himself as small as possible and slink across the room and get under a desk. <laughs> um, Tessia, Tessie would stand up and and walk across the room and and, and definitely greet Malchus and, and hug him. Yeah, Malchus will definitely hug her back. You made it safely, mother. It's good to see you. Excellent to see you. It was actually a short trip. There is a dangerous place. No trip is short enough. Hmm. Gonna be a slight silence. And she's gonna she's gonna <laughs> glance across the room. And there's a hulking tiefling already sitting down, kind of kind of at the desk. Uh, and I would say jaw clenched, narrow eyes, just just sort of boring. In, into Malchus. Uh, Malchus will walk up to him, brother, and he'll extend a hand. He, hmm. Malchus is going to look over to Jadzia and his mom. And he's going to, uh, you, could t- you could tell that there was probably a conversation that took place before he walked in the door. Uh, and he is going to very gingerly reach a hand out and uh, he's going to he's going to grip Malchus's hand probably squeeze a little harder than he needs to but not trying to like hurt 
Malchus or anything like that. Just, just, yeah. I'm glad you're well. Let's just get this over with. And he's not even, it's, it's not even like, he's not even standing up or anything like that. He didn't even do the, like, oh, you're looking, what, nothing. Just like, yeah, let's just go. Malchus turns back to the rest of the people in the room and says, well, you heard the man. Let's begin. Once Jadzia is done scolding uh, Sheldon, she'll turn to the group and first of all, she'll kind of like bow to to V and be like, I'm so sorry about that. He misbehaves sometimes. I'm Jadzia Grace. I know that I've met some of you before. And then she's going to offer a hand to Malchus. Yeah, Malchus will shake her hand. It's good to meet my brother-in-law. Did I have this explained to me at any point earlier? <laughs> I don't believe you have. No. I don't think so, no. No, I think it was... Um... I, jeez, I I think it was pretty like very. I don't think anybody in the party had any knowledge that they were married or anything like that. I, I, well, actually, Tessia might have talked to you about it, but I, I think the whole like them actually being married might be a bit of a shock. I feel like if okay. Rob doesn't remember, Malchus would remember. <laughs> yeah, point. maybe. Well, then Malchus <clears throat> wouldn't remember that he lives in Theria. Like, yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Rob. <laughs> I look. There's a lot of proper nouns floating around. There is. I can congratulations, and Malchus will turn to Valus and say, "And to you as well." He's gonna have his arms folded and just like <laughs> he knows you're being nice, and he knows he's supposed to be cordial. Thanks. Uh, lovely. Um, Jadzia will kind of motion the chairs, like everyone sit down. Did Seraph come in behind them? Oh, unless he's invited, he's probably just going to hang out. She'll probably go to the door then and be like, Seraph, we're we're starting. If you'd like to join us, oh he'll, oh yes, he'll oh definitely. She goes and invites him in. Yes, I think Tavine is going to like bristle at that and kind of almost like cast a glance to Malchus like uh did you know he was gonna be you know that that kind of look like are you okay with this (laughs) Malchus mumbles to Tavine under his breath well desperation makes strange bedfellows and a million fan fictions were born (laughs) (laughs) I can't even say bedfellows okay come on (laughs) okay well just keep an eye out, I guess. She she looks visibly like annoyed. He's going to he's going to be hanging by the door. He's not looking to interfere necessarily. Just just he he was invited in and mostly to probably just uh, just be part of the proceedings, if only to have an idea of what's going on. But yeah, he wouldn't interrupt. Tessia would probably speak up. So. I'm to understand you're in a bit of trouble in Winterhaven. Indeed. Uh, well, I suppose I better recap the pertinent details. I was technically an acting knight of Winterhaven when I uh, activated the device that purged the Warforged. And Winterhaven uh, is deciding whether or not to endorse my actions. 
And uh, by that I mean, if they choose to do so, uh, I'm free to continue serving and free to continue, you know, acting as a knight of Winterhaven. Uh, and if they do not agree to that, I will probably be jailed or executed. On that note, I have gathered all of you here, some subset of you here, and others whom I am surprised to see in this room, I suppose, in an effort to find character witnesses to testify on my behalf, more or less to say, look, yes, he did something substantial, but he's of sound mind and he made it under his best judgment and difficult situations necessitated his actions. That's why I've asked you all here. I need influential people on my side to make the case for my freedom and uh, continued ability to to help Theria by way of being a knight of Winterhaven. Oh, and uh, my company, Devine Brightheart, Arya Lathea, Ambin Yamel, and Theodore Pox. They have been instrumental in uh, keeping me safe and sane on the road. Uh, I owe all of them a debt of gratitude for that. And Sassy would definitely like very nice to meet you. That that you know Phallus would nod to the rest of the party. So we all nod back. Yeah. Tessie would speak up. So you essentially just need witnesses for the trial? We don't Is there anything else we could do? Well, uh, I'm certainly open to other ideas, but the core of it is to be there as character witnesses, to be there as persons of influence that the crowd and the leadership of Winterhaven can look to as people of sound judgment that I should not be jailed or executed. I am certainly open to other suggestions. Obviously, anything that you can think of to aid my case is welcome. Tessie would speak up again. I'm not clear on something. Are these people trying to defame you in some way, or is it... What are they trying to gain by doing this? Uh, it's a good question, I suppose. And I'm not entirely sure. Perhaps they just believe strongly that what I did was abhorrent. As far as I understand, there are three people on a council in Winterhaven who will be casting the final judgment. One supports me, one does not, and the third is undecided. So the impasse demands a public hearing at which basically you'll be making the case that I made, if not a good judgment, a necessary one in the case at hand. It's a matter of, uh, I suppose, more than anything, setting precedent for what Winterhaven's government is prepared to endorse regarding the actions of their knights in the field. May I ask a question? Of course. 
the word you used um, to describe what happened that day. Purged. That word has a few connotations to it that might make it sound like you were happy that the Warforged were all killed, even the sentient ones? I am not. You'll have to forgive my choice of word, I suppose. Uh, more so than anything, as cold as this will sound, everything I had heard was that somewhere somewhere to the amount of nine out of ten were serving in the army of Overwatch. I looked at our forces and looked at theirs and said, this will even the odds. And when two armies come together and fight, there are guaranteed to be casualties. But the amount of chaos in those casualties and the amount of casualties one's own forces take is flexible if you have the right tools. I said I wanted to see the people serving under me go home to their families, their spouses, their children. And so I chose to activate the device, knowing that there would be some amount of collateral damage, but that vastly more on my side would be protected because of the action I took in an effort to overthrow the tyranny of the Overwatch. You were aware that the Warforged had no choice in the matter, right? The ones that were being controlled by Overwatch were literally being controlled. They had no power over their own minds. And if we had come to face them on the battlefield, we would have had to... Kill them anyway, cast- I Yes. And she's going to kind of give you a small smile. Like, don't worry, I'm not trying to make you feel bad. Like, I'm just... Mm. Tessie would speak up again. Well, do you have any idea what kind of questions they're going to ask? Where they might try to lead this? Do do they have people to speak against you? I do not know any details of that, but I would be all but certain they will form a defense of people I have wronged or had negative interactions with in the past. I will do my best to be prepared for those, but I cannot be sure about all of the people that they will connect with in in their efforts to build a case against me. I cannot claim to have always done everything by the books, by the rules, or even by good morals. Everyone has done things that they regret, and so there will be some case to be made against me. I am not asking you to defend a man who has only done one thing that people question. I am asking you to show up knowing who I am, sure of your conscience to defend me, in spite of mistakes I have made. Do me a favor, roll a perception check. Perception. Perception, please. Jess Malkus. Whole party can, if you like. Hey, I don't usually do that good yeah, at that. Hey. 
Oh, boy. I would say uh, Arya and Malchus are going to notice a big old eye roll from Thallus, uh, driving, uh, Malchus driving that last point home. Uh, it's like, oh, I, I, I've done many, th- that type of thing. Just just a big old eye roll. Kind of, kind of a, just, again, arms folded, just kind of a huff, grumble, just. Uh... Malchus will utterly ignore that. Okay. okay. Yeah, Arya would kind of look, like, glance in between Malice and Malchus. She's not going to say anything, but. Seraph, Seraph's going to walk into the room a bit more at this point and uh, kind of approach the party. Pardon the interruption, but am I to understand that you're being put on trial for evening the odds in combat? It is philosophically more complex than that, but yes, that's the concrete core of things. And he's he's gonna kind of look around the uh, look around the table. Does that sound insane to anyone else? To be clear, they were going to kill you if you didn't kill them first, correct? That was my working understanding when I pressed the button. I don't see the dispute here. And um, he's gonna kind of look over to Jadzia. Almost, um, just kind of look at her like, what? It, yeah, let's, what's, what's the problem? I don't understand the problem. The problem, in essence, is asking the leadership of Winterhaven to endorse an action I took in the field without consulting anyone. I received the device from the mages of Umanyero. I decided independently, without consulting anyone else, to use it. And I did so under the banner of Winterhaven, whether I like it or not. And in doing so, killed many innocent people. Malchus will gesture with his hand to what Jedzia just said. I did. Innocents were killed because I pushed that button. Innocents that may have had nothing to do with combat, had stayed aside or been off the battlefield. At the end of the day, I decided those were acceptable losses considering somewhere to the effect of 90% of the Warforged population fought in defense of the Overwatch. As Malchus is saying all of that, Judzia is maintaining eye contact and kind of nodding along. Um, like, I'm, like, she's glad that you understand hmm? that that's kind of what matters more. <clears throat> uh, Seraph would kind of raise his hands, just like, all right, I'll... I'll back up. Just just wanted to throw my two cents, that type of thing. Tessie would speak up. Well, I can't speak for everybody in the room, but I would be happy to help in any way I can. I don't... I don't know how much my testimony would be valued. I probably... I probably have a pretty big bias, to be honest. I think you're more influential and admired than you give yourself credit, Mother. But... I do understand the point of bias. Can I ask one more question? Please. After this is over, after the trial, what do you plan to do with your life? At that, Malchus actually looks at at the party that came with him, the members of, of our group here. These four have stood loyally by me in my efforts to 
satisfy the Council of Winterhaven. And they are people of far more admirable character than myself. I owe them more than gratitude. And once this business with Winterhaven is behind me, I would do as I've always done. Continue traveling with companions, seeking to make Theria a better place. And I sincerely trust that I would do a better job of it at their side than I would do so on my own. Valis is going to speak up. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Realize that the entire time I'm like, nah, he wouldn't, he wouldn't, he wouldn't. And that's just like, it's like, oh, fuck. Let's do it. Let's do it. <clears throat> yes. Low grumble from the other side of the table. Again, <sighs> dropping, dropping his hands down to his side. No more, uh, no more folding his arms. Until you don't need them anymore. All right, Malchus will look over at him at that. Well, don't just insinuate. We haven't talked. What little I've seen of you since the bizarre gap in time I experienced down in Drock's tomb, all I've known is that you are furious with me, so why not just air the dirty laundry, brother? What do you want? Uh, he is going to grip the uh, the end of the table here. Just, just kind of like put his put his put his hands down. Oh please! You can con these people all you want, but you and I both know, as soon as things get difficult, and you don't deem them necessary anymore, you're going to leave them. You're going to run, and you'll find a new group of people to dupe, and you'll get them to help you out of the next jam. That's a rather intense accusation coming from someone who has spent no time with me in a very long time. Jadzia is going to kind of, she's looking down while uh, Valis is talking, kind of in his general direction, but she looks sort of melancholy at what he's saying, like wistful, kind of sad. And then she's going to glance up. Do you know Brianna Applemere? I do. I have not seen her in a long time either. You did leave many people on that battlefield. I'm sure that you know what happened to her. And what happened uh, to Valis after you left Brightport. You've done a lot of leaving. I do not know all of the fine details of what happened to the people I left behind. In particular, in the case that we're talking about now, I left that battlefield because I presumed that explaining the power I had gotten a hold of and talking about whether or not it was right to do what I did would slow the assault on the Overwatch when the critical tactic 
was to seize the advantage and push forward. I left because I did not think I could afford to explain things without slowing the assault, without people becoming tied up in the ethics of it. I respect that the ethics are complicated enough to be worth becoming tied up in. Phallus would speak up again. You left because it was easier. It was easier than staying behind and explaining yourself. It was easier than potentially being punished. Tessie would speak up and kind of not, not reach across the table, but put up a hand. Phallus, that's enough. No, let him go on. Because you know as well as I do that the assault on the Overwatch would have slowed down and become entangled in the ethics of using such a device. They would not have seized the moment. They would not have capitalized on it. And we would not have a more stable Theria today had they not pushed the way they did. Did it benefit me? Of course. There would have been cries for my blood from some corners. But at the end of the day, it was for everyone's benefit that I got out of the way. Your entire life is about abandoning people who relied on you and letting someone else finish the job you started while you get the glory. You did it to us when we were younger. You did it to your friends during the Overwatch. And I'm sure if you give these people a half a chance to get to know you, you'll do it to them too. You think I got any glory for doing what I did against the Overwatch? I've had to hide my head in most civilized places as I walk through. I don't want the glory. I never did. I wanted the job done. And as for what happened when we were younger, and Malchus will step a little closer. I'm sorry, Vallis. I'm sorry I left you alone. I'm sorry it sucked. I'm sorry you were miserable. But each one of us has to do what we think's necessary with the hand we're dealt. You want to be mad at me? Fine. You want to tell these people that I'm not worth trusting? Fine. I have a colorful history. But that doesn't mean I can't turn things around. I've changed a lot since you last spent any time with me. I am trying to do things by the books here. I'm not going to ask you to believe that. I'm going to prove it. Phallus is going to stand up.
and he is going to sort of lean over the table here and get get closer to Malchus. Do you know what the difference between you and me is? I admit what I am. I'm a murderer, and I have killed countless people. Partially, and he is going to point over to Tessie, to protect our shop and our mother. And partially, because I don't like people. I don't call myself a hero, though. There are no statues erected in my honor. You want these people to vouch for your good name and get you off scot-free one more time. Fine. I'm not going to stop them. But you and I, deep down, both know what you are. And he's going to lean back. I would say Tessie would stand up because this is getting a little, probably a little more heated. Than, uh, than, than she would like it to be. What? This is so casual. What are you talking about? <laughs> Can I, I would imagine it just be like, just kind of putting up her hands like, okay, okay, is, is this going to escalate? And probably, probably look over to Malchus just to make sure that there isn't going to be some sort of, like, retaliation or something, or this doesn't get physical. You want to ask if this is going to escalate, ask that one. I don't have a fight with him. He's the angry one. Valis is probably going to push his chair uh, under the table aggressively and probably start to walk toward the door just, just to get, get away, just, just, just to kind of get out of the room. Jodzia will immediately get up and follow him and try to take his risk. Don't go. He'd, he'd stop. Just, just. It kind of probably, probably give Jadzi a look like, it, okay, I, this is going to get bad. If I don't get away from him, like this is, this could get bad. She'll probably take that for a second and then reach up and cup the side of his face and kiss him on the cheek and then let him go. Like, okay, I understand, dude. All right. Yeah. I'll be there in a minute. He's not going to um, slam the door or anything like that. Like he would open it, and you know, unless Val- uh, Malchus is going to say something. As, as he's as he's leaving, Malchus will pipe up one more time, brother. I mean it. Congratulations, and I wish you happiness. He's going to stop and stare at Malchus, and just the slightest like head nod, just yeah, and he's going to. He's, he's going to leave the room. The cape switch runs in the family. <laughs> Jadzia will turn back to the group, and since his seat has opened, she's going to kind of motion for Seraph to sit down if he'd like. 
Well. And she's going to sit down again. Everyone settle back down. Fuck it. It's fine. So what would be in store for us? Would we need to come to Winterhaven? I... uh, If all you can do is send correspondence with your seal, that will be appreciated. But I'm sure appearances in person would have a stronger effect. Well... I'm not sure if you know this, but I do have a council, and Seraph is one of them, and she'll kind of motion to him, like... Oh, he's he is going to walk <laughs> over to the now-empty seat, and he's going to sort of, like, brush, just kind of brush the, the, the seat off, just, yeah. And he's he's going to, like, the opposite of Vallis, whereas Vallis is big and gruff and not clumsy, but definitely not, not, not elegant in his movements. <laughs> Seraph is the opposite of that. Just very gingerly sit down and kind of prop his feet up a little bit. And one of the things he does is he has he has these uh, he has these very long daggers, and he's going to take one out and start to kind of clean under his nails. <laughs> Play with this dagger; it'll make you look like more of an asshole. Yeah, that's basically what it is. <laughs> and then she'll motion the door, and the other is Valis. And I can't give a solid answer until I've heard from both of them. Seraph would speak up. Well, I think we know where the large one stands on this. If you're asking me, again, I feel as though his actions were justified. And perhaps if this gentleman weren't a tiefling, this trial might not be taking place at all. Uh, Mayor Jadzia. Are you considering going yourself on my behalf or sending Seraph on your behalf? Oh, Seraph would Seraph would look over to Jay, if for nothing else than to stir the pot. Oh, my lady, I would be happy to go in your place. Kind of a wide smile, too. She's going to smile, and I'm actually not able to travel for the time being. And then she's going to look over to Tessia very quickly and then back down like, but I could certainly send Seraph with some sort of letter to present. But as I said, first I have to agree with my counsel. And she's going to kind of look over to Seraph again like, no, like we're going to, Valis is coming back. <laughs> she's just going to go hit something and then come back like she's sure of it. <laughs> right. Like, and he's gonna, he's gonna kind of get where you're going with this. Uh, do you want me to go get him? If you have yet another moment, I would like to speak with both of you here before you do so. Seraph. Mm-hmm. You offered me a job some time ago. Did you offer that job? as a representative of Mayor Jadzia, or did you offer that job independently? Oh, I was more freelance, let's call it. I've since made other arrangements, though. Don't worry. I'm glad to hear it. Do you, Mayor Jadzia, know all the details of this other freelance work? Because... If Seraph is to represent you on my behalf, I need to know that 
I can trust him, considering our prior business that fell through. I rejected a job from Seraph, and I need to ensure that it is not being taken personally or creating a complication in your ability to support me. Jadzia is going to kind of smile like she's heard something similar to this maybe a few times in the past few weeks. <laughs> Seraph's life before becoming my aide has been taken off the record. Anything done before he came to Esterholt has been forgiven, and he will continue to work his best to help our city. How do you like that stock answer? <laughs> Should kiss a baby after. <laughs> He's uh, he's going to sort of uh, stop cleaning his nails and just sort of like wave his dagger. I'm a changed man, Malchus. <laughs> Barf. Okay. <laughs> Again, um, huge smile. Yeah, no. Not sound less genuine. <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't care how it's perceived. <laughs> so, okay. So Malchus will continue. Are you telling me that you trust him completely to execute your will away from this city? Seraph would look at Jadzia. Jadzia would look back and then look back to Malchus and nod. I do. Then I will not further question your choice of aid. Thank you. Now... How about I go fetch my husband and we can continue the meeting? Malchus will not. All right. Yeah. While, uh, while you're doing that, I, I would imagine Tessie is. So Jazzy gets up, leaves the room. Tessie has some concerns just, just when they were setting the trial up. Did it seem like they were leaning one way or the other? Or is this strictly d defense? Do you feel like. We should all be on our guard? We should always all be on our guard. But to answer your question, it was specifically exactly split. I had one supporter on the council, one who wanted to see me locked up or dead, and one who was riding the fence. I could not tell if he was conflicted or trying to figure out which side would grant him more political benefit to support. Well, it doesn't sound like they have an axe to grind, then. At the very least. They... None that I'm aware of. Though I'd rather, if possible, do this without greasing the palms of a politician in it for their own benefit. Suppose that might be a necessary evil, though, considering what's at stake. We'll have to see. That does make me feel a little better about the situation. I was worried that this was going to be more of a witch hunt. Well, there is one council member who is sure to carry that torch. So it will happen. It just will not be fully supported by the rest of the council. I would say by this point... Uh... Jadzia would have found Valis kind of maybe maybe counting to ten, little little pacing in the uh, in the hallway, taking a few deep breaths, and probably probably brought him back by now. 
Yes. So they're both going to come back in. And she, like, I assume there's another chair in the vague area. There would be. Uh, Valis wouldn't want that chair. God, fuck! (laughs) (laughs) That Sheldon's chair? (laughs) No. uh, See, here's the thing. The very first thing. This is so good. The very first thing he would do upon re-entering the room is sort of gesture. It's he's he's going to walk up to the chair and not not say a fucking word. Just 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 kind of grumble. And then when Seraph doesn't move, inevitably because he's an asshole, um, Valis is going to put a very large hand on on Seraph's shoulder, and he's going to look up, uh, and eventually he'll be like. All right, fine. Here, just have your chair. I'm going to stand over here. And j- just oh, very, very patronizing. Like, very, yeah. I, I would like it to be noted that Tabine is hiding a very, very small smile at that. Otherwise, she's just been sitting there kind of like glaring at Seraph mm. most of the time. Not going unnoticed. I'm sure he would. I'm sure he's used oh, to Oh, I'm sure he notices. Yeah. She doesn't care. She doesn't like him. Mm. She doesn't trust him. Yeah, he's used to that. That's, that's not. Um, so Valis will sit back down and Seraph will kind of stand near the table. Jadfia is going to sit back down, reconvene again. So now that the council is reunited, Valis, while you were gone, Seraph said something that resonated. And then she's going to look over Seraph. Do you truly believe that if Malchus were not a tiefling, this trial would not be happening at all? Seraph, I I feel like he would uh, he would kind of double down on it. It's been my experience that certain individuals they tend to catch a little more blame than the rest of us. Tiefling, drow, things like that. Valis. Valis is uh, going to kind of scoff at that. Valis? And uh, you could tell, like, uh, it was probably talked about before. It's like, hey, take a deep breath. Try not to be so angry about it. He's going to look over Jadzia. Please, he's barely tiefling. (laughs) Jesus Christ! (laughs) And what he means by that... Is okay. There is a huge discrepancy in how Valis looks and how Malchus looks. Malchus looks like someone who could own an apple cart and like just kind of hang out in the city. And he's he takes he takes after their mother a little more. Like that, just very um, like he has blue eyes and he has like I mean he's he's he looks friendly enough. He's okay to use a term in Therian society. He's passable. Like he, that's like, oh, he's not one of the demonic mm. ones. He's one of the, he's one of the, 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 he can own an inn or something like that. Valis is this huge, yellow-eyed, monstrous-looking creature. And as such, people would look at him and go, oh, that's one of the bad ones. Like instantly, just because of how he looks. So there's kind of a little bit of a chip on Valis's shoulder about that. That's another, that's another bit of like, Kind of, it's like, well, that's that's not fair. They look at you differently than they look at me because you just look a little more like them. That's kind of how he's approaching it. And he's immediately going to kind of, kind of, let's just like, he's going to apologize 
Sorry. I wasn't trying to be antagonistic. And he's talking to he's talking to Jadzia. <laughs> oh, that was the word that was used in the hallway for oh, sure. Oh yes. I will try to be more present. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, ooh, this has been talked about. That was not Valis's word. It is definitely. Jadzia's gonna put her hand on his shoulder, like, you're trying, that's good. Malchus, do you feel the same way? As Seraph, I mean. That perhaps I catch more flack as a tiefling than others might? Let's try to keep it to this particular instance, though. If you're just addressing this particular instance, we cannot dismiss the magnitude of what I did. In general, I would tend to agree with Seraph. In this specific case, there's a certain magnitude to what I did that has to be respected. I think anyone of any appearance would be questioned for doing what I did. Johnsy is going to look over to Vallis like, there, what do, you, what do you think of that? Like, she's really trying to get him to talk a little bit more since he's kind of, he's the holdout. So, like, right. it's not trying to convince him. It's just trying to get him to choose his side based on the facts instead of right. how pissed he is at Malchus. Right. And I think after a couple of seconds, I don't think he's being targeted because he's a tiefling. Again, kind of low, just like that's that's his honest opinion. It, 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 yeah. And um, he, he would continue. It's not exactly like he had a bad reputation in the city beforehand. They basically treated him like a god. Well, I feel like we've been talking in circles for a while. So is there any sort of agreement that can be reached? We've discussed sending Seraph in my place. I could just send a letter, go myself, or we could not do anything. Like she's laying out all the choices for him. Valis is going to lean over and whisper something in Jadzia's ear. Perception? Yep, give me one second, though. Oh, that's true. She's going to kind of half nod, like, oh yeah, fuck. Go ahead, roll perception if you'd like. No. Aw, Malchus! That's <laughs> terrible tonight. And, and Theo. Uh, <laughs> Let him try. Let him have a chance. <laughs> Let him fight. Put him in the ring. <laughs> Dead splat. Yeah, that didn't. Yeah, that's a ten. I'm trying. Arya, on the other hand, would hear a very specific phrase. The drow are still a concern, and it might be better to keep Seraph here to speak with them. Oh, <laughs> this is the one person who I wish hadn't heard that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, <laughs> God. Um. Oh. You know, there's a reason juries reconvene behind closed doors. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, man. However, Vallis would offer to take his place if need be. And go to Winterhaven. No. 
for for several reasons. First of all, he's not going to be convincing. Great God. Teeth clenched. And this is okay. What an awesome this, person he is. This is very much okay. Focus. Like not did, did he new. did he literally just make that offer out loud? Yeah. Does Malchus have time to pipe up? Up to you. If you All have right. something to well, say. Say that when Arya overhears what she whispered, she's she's not gonna say anything, but she is gonna kind of sit up a bit and she's going to look at Sarah and glance towards him. She's she's not good at having a poker face. I'm just saying, mm. I'm sorry. Again, Seraph is sitting there just kind of like watching, just kind of just kind of smiling the entire time. Mm-hmm. Malchus, if if Valus makes that offer, uh, Malchus will pipe up and say, "I would accept Valus taking that role." And then he looks at Valus and he says, "And do you know why? Because you wouldn't be working for me." And he looks back at Jadzia and he says, "You'd be working for her, and I know you don't want to let her down." Oh. Mm. Jadzia is going to look devastated, though, and kind of take his hand in both of her... Like, both her hands are about the size of one of his, so that's kind of what she's doing. And she's just going to kind of shake her head. Like, she doesn't want to say it, but she's like, no. It sounded complimentary. I don't know why she's upset. No, I think it's more about him leaving. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, that's that <sighs> part. Like, she's she doesn't want him to go. Okay. Oh, God. Okay. I need you here. We could send one of the paladins with a letter. Or we could all go. All three of us, like, that desperate. Like, no, please. Arya's gonna raise her hand. If there was a question of bias in regards to Tessia, then I... I don't see why... uh, Excuse me, um... Phallus would be better in the place of Seraph. I'm... I feel like I'm missing something here. Jodzia, as soon as she hears that excuse, is going to start nodding along. <laughs> if, if you're both family members, it won't make much of a difference, right? And her voice is like, no! <laughs> Do not leave me. Right. And he's going he's gonna to kind of see that worry and, and, and backpedal a little bit. The only reason I offer it is to make you and mom happy. And, called her mom. <laughs> he's, I don't know. It's cute. Um, he's gonna he's gonna kind of pull Chatsy a little bit closer. I can I can stay though. And there's gonna be a sudden a sudden like hey wait a second. When it's in Craig, Jadzia is going to kind of brighten up. That's true. He's he's our lead paladin. He runs the Temple of Cord, and he certainly has the type of credibility you'd need. Arya's gonna speak up again. Like her, her fists are clenched. Like she is visibly super uncomfortable saying anything. But she's lost. Oh, there's a nugget here that's like there's. It's not adding up. And she's. Just, I apologize. I'm not understanding why is if Seraph is part of your retinue, why would sending him not be a viable option? Jadzia's going to sit up a little bit. Like, she's she was leaning on Valis a little bit, all eh, not, not very professional for a mayor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she'll sit back up. Honestly, I have my own concerns as far as the war 
and casualties. And she's going to meet Malchus's eyes when she says this. Which is why I understand where you're coming from so well. And Seraph is here to help me with that. And then she's going to turn her eyes to Arya. And she kind of has this smile like, oh, you're like, she, she relates to how shy you are. Because oh. she used to be that way. But that's all I really feel comfortable saying. Then you mentioned someone. Craig, did you say? He's a good man. Very wise. Very boisterous. And... I'm certain if there's anyone to be asked of what it takes to survive on the battlefield, he's your man. And do you think he would credibly carry your will? That he would be looked upon as a representative of you and not, well, not as one outside of your inner circle. Because as is apparent... He is not in this room right now. Can he credibly carry as a representative of Mayor Jedzia? She's going to smile. He's the one who appointed me. Well, I think that settles it then. I have no complaints about him. Uh, none that haven't been satisfied at this point anyway. Tessie would speak up. I'm to understand the trial is in a few short days. The 22nd of Thor. We actually probably should set out tonight just to be safe. Well, I I can get the group there quickly. We can all just take Amara if you like. I have to warn you, though, it is um, bracing. So as in we, we, we ride a dragon back to Winterhaven. It's much more common than you think, at least within House Dragon Keep. That's where they keep the dragons. Yeah. <laughs> if you think uh, she can safely carry all of us, I suppose we can go for it. She can definitely carry the entire group. Safely is up for debate. I would hang on very tightly. At, at regular carriage speeds, could could my carriage arrive in time for the... Probably. You could... Okay. No, I'm and, just saying you could send Craig with the carriage, and then yeah. he could... Oh, boy. Craig's not a huge fan of the dragon, but he would You don't it. think so? I He's, feel like he'd be pissed if he didn't get to drive the dragon. Uh, that's the thing. Okay. It's more of a... Um, I can't control the heights thing. It's not something he can control, but it's more... Like, it's, it's like what I mean. I'm not going to pass up the opportunity to say I did it. Because like it's, it's that type of thing. Because it's a braggy cord thing. It's like, fuck yeah, I rode that dragon. It was awesome. Uh, it, I wasn't scared of the heights at all. Fuck yeah, you. no. It's, it's, we'll know. get the carriage later. It's not important. I'm coming to terms with it. Okay, I'm done. I'm there. It I'm will be it. safe. It's not going to be... <laughs> uh, it, it'll be safe. It's guys, I, I think that might be a good time for us to stop for the night. Unless anybody has anything they'd like to wrap up with. I do. Go ahead. Okay. So does Jezia say, great, dismiss us, basically, tell us to break? Yeah, she'll probably tell you, like, I'll call Craig in as soon as possible, write a letter, all that stuff. But then she, right before everyone leaves, she'll be she'll look over to Valis, and there's a question in her eyes. And then she looks over to Tessia, and hopefully he gets her drift. Yeah... And if he gives her a nod or anything, she'd be like, Tessia, could you stay here? 
like something like that, just real quick. Yeah, he would definitely nod if for no other reason. There was a wedding she wasn't invited to. So uh, if this, uh-huh. something like this happens twice, <laughs> I, that, that would be bad. So yeah, she um, would just ask Tessia to stay. Okay, well, I needed to pull Tessia aside too for just a minute. Oh, I mean, it's a Grimness family thing, technically. Technically, she would she would probably be like Tessia. Could you say? And then if Malchus looked behind, she'd be like, "You're welcome too." And then look over at Valis, like, "Please don't be mad." Right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I guess I guess Malchus is staying at the very least to hear what all this is about. Okay. I think Tavine would get up and walk out though, and wait outside for Malchus. Because yeah, I'm assuming I, I, we're going to be leaving pretty quick, right? Yeah. Pretty okay, because she's going to want to show off the cart before we go. So you at least get to see it. Seraph would probably lackadaisically get up mm-hmm. eventually and move, just to see if, like, if I stayed, <laughs> would anyone notice? And then probably eventually just like, all right, I'm going to And then just kind of saunter fop out of the room? Yeah, just kind of like, <laughs> eh. <laughs> I'm going to go get an apple so I can look more like an asshole. Yep. <laughs> He's so good. There's a, there's a special set of verbs I just think of when Seraph moves, and they're things like flounce. <laughs> <laughs> it's, here's the thing about Seraph. He, the way he carries himself is very, like, apathetic and just like, ah, whatever, I don't care. And then all of a sudden, if he were to get into a fight, like a goddamn cobra just, like, striking, just, like, over and over and over again. And that's... It's it's kind of a tactic. Like he uses that to make people think it's like, ah, oh, that guy's probably not. Oh god, you're stabbing me. And then <laughs> Oh god, you're stabbing me. <laughs> <laughs> so he's kind of like a cat. Kinda. A little bit. Yeah. Sure. I always picture well, him should, like a black cat. Um, should should we let Vallis do his thing first, or should I do my thing first? Oh, this would be more of a Jadzi announcement, not a not a Vallis thing. Oh, yeah. Well, both. Well, yes, technically, but now that now that Malchus is here, yeah. Does it look like Malchus has something on his mind? Yes. All right, then she'll nod to him first. Like, go ahead. So, Valus or the the Malchus will turn to um Jed or the names. Okay, Malchus. So many pronouns. It's been a long Tessia. Oh, it's like a minefield for me. I'm terrible. Okay. <laughs> uh, Malchus turns to Tessia and says, uh, "With." all of the family here, I can't help but be reminded. How is Aerolove? She's good. I actually spoke to her very, very recently. Just uh, earlier yesterday, actually. Mm. She's leaving the continent for a bit. Uh, Her group is taking a ship to to Talor. On any particular business? That's quite a distance, right? It is. Uh, It's pressing, but I think the group can handle it. She's in good hands, then. She is. Yes, I trust them very much, actually. Mm. Does she have a similar opinion of me as my brother does? He's right here. He is, yeah. And he's he's going to... <laughs> I almost expect him to spell soon, just like, as V-A-L-L-U-F. There may be some bumpy roads we could smooth over, but that's for another time, I'm sure. Maybe once all this is done, we could 
get together as a family and talk. Malchus will kind of give a side glance at Valis as he's talking to Tessia and say, I'd like that. Not happy. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, don't let me, don't let me hold up what you were going to say any further, Jadzia. Jadzia will smile and kind of like nudge Valis to stand up. And he will. Well, speaking of family, and she's going to kind of meet Tessia's eyes for a moment. We just found out that um, I am with child. So two things are going to happen. One, partway through that sentence, the speaking of family, Tessie is going to get a look in her eyes like, oh my God, say it, 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 just instantly. And after the announcement, she is going to... Remember how I was just talking about Seraph? Tessie is that way with hugs. Just sort of, just sort of like, yes, and come here and, and like bear hug the two of you. Just kind of just, yeah. Aww. Malchus will say congratulations and open his arms, at least to Jadzia. If, if she comes in for the hug, he'll give it to her. Oh, she will. It's becoming clear to me that it is to my detriment that I do not know you better. We'll have to remedy that when things are not as urgent. But again, congratulations. And then he looks at Valis and says, and to you too. He's going to give Malchus a nod, not not as terse as it was before, just because of the moment, just like, yeah, thank you. That's, yeah. Gotcha. Yay. <laughs> when... Technically, eight months away. And she holds back the if the world lasts that long because yeah. she, can't, she can't let that one slip. Well, and Malchus looks around at, at everyone remaining in the room and uh, says, I think we all have more incentive than ever to try to make Theria a safer place. And uh, then he looks back at Jadzia and says, I'll do my best. She'll smile and kind of move back over to Valis and put her hand on his chest and I'll cuddle up all cute like, yay, we did it. (laughs) I will send word to Craig and have a letter drafted within the hour. Thank you. I wish you well. And she'll just kind of nod to him and smile at the room and then kind of like all leave because it's clearly the meeting room. So like, she's yeah. not going to be staying here either. I would say, uh, Tessie would start getting, start getting Amar ready and Craig would be notified. And yep. unless anyone has any objection, I would imagine everyone would get ready and load up and start their flight to Winterhaven. The one thing is Tavine would want to show Malchus the, the carriage that they fixed up. Okay. So I guess, Yeah. How do you do it? Do you Are you just like, hey, do you notice anything? Or do you point it out? Or do you... I think while you guys were chatting, Tavine would have grabbed Arya and be like, hey, we should definitely show Malchus before we leave since we're going to be taking the dragon. Yeah, Arya will nod. She's not really paying attention. Okay. So then like when you come out, Tavine would be like, hey, Malchus, before we go, we should set up arrangements to have the cart taken maybe to Winterhaven for us. And she's going to kind of look at Arya like, yeah. She doesn't know. <laughs> okay, so so she's like gesturing Malchus to get in and ride somewhere. 
she doesn't know how to do it. So it's probably obvious that she's like hinting, like look inside without saying it. Okay. <laughs> Malchus will climb inside and kind of give it the once over. And like, as he's, as he's like turning around inside of it, he, he places a hand down on the cushion to just like keep his balance. And then he kind of like double takes with his head for a moment. And then he just kind of traces down the straightened stitching with a fingernail. And he just, he looks at Devine, smiles at her. And then gives her a hug. She'll, she'll give you a big hug back and be like, yeah, it needed to be cleaned up. So since we had some time to kill, we fixed it. And she's going to like motion to Arya. She helped. What does Arya say? Shrugs. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I would have gotten over it eventually, but uh, still, thank you. And then Jason, can I squeeze in one last little thing? Sure, go ahead. Okay, I want to get a cigar and a box of candies to send to Jedzia and Valis. And I want to tuck a little note with the cigar for Valis that basically says Valis you have all the reason in the world to be happy. Don't waste it. And then Malchus. Hmm. It's really sweet. God. And then we can get on a dragon. Yeah. I think that's probably a good time for us to stop for the evening. Thank you guys so much for, for doing this. And so much RP feels. That was, that was a lot of RP tonight, man. That was, uh, that was, was so good, though. You guys were all really, really good. That was really awesome. Like, oh, my gosh. That was intense. That was. So I don't so hate you, Ryla. <laughs> no, no, no. Was, <laughs> we're, we're actors, Jason. We're, this is a craft. Yes. Okay. Hey guys, it's Rachel from Group One, and I just want to say thanks for listening to the episode. If you really like what we're doing, go visit Patreon at patreon.com slash D-A-N-D-R and toss them a few bucks so they can keep the lights on, keep food on the table, and uh, you know, give us a five-star review on iTunes. That helps get the word out. And if you want to join the discussion, check out the forums.